You know, Mike, a lot going on today. Uh, busy, busy Friday here. Yeah. Another episode of Femi and Ferrari. It's been a busy Friday. It's <laughs> for a lot of other reasons. <laughs> yeah. We can get into that if you want later on. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but we just got some news just yes. a short while ago about the Seahawks offensive line. And it's not looking good for Sunday for a few guys. Starting off, we'll start off with the obvious one. Even right. Posick, uh, he is out for another game with a right. back injury. Uh, they've already made, been able to make that declaration on Friday, so that's probably not a good sign for him mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah, maybe. he's out for sure. Uh, DJ Fluker, they're still saying doubtful, but I mean, I feel like we can pretty much call that out. He didn't practice all week, and Pete said that's a big hamstring. <laughs> that a big, big hamstring. hamstring is going to take a big amount of time to recover. He, you know, he is not going to play. Yeah. I, I, he didn't do anything in practice yesterday. Just nope. standing there watching it. I did anything today. So. Didn't practice. Yeah. Uh, they've had about 10 days or so to get ready for this. The fact that he hasn't practiced, that shows a sign that, hey, he's not going to be playing. Mm-hmm. The one we just did learn, though, is right. Dwayne Brown, yeah. the former Pro Bowl left tackle. He has been dealing with a biceps injury for the last couple of weeks now. Yeah. Gutted yeah. through it on Thursday against the Los Angeles Rams. Right. Pete Carroll calling that a heroic effort. Well, we're just hearing now that he is doubtful. He's listed under doubtful on the injury report for the yeah. upcoming game against the Cleveland Browns, and that is a massive blow. That's been a while because I'm looking at the schedule. He he got uh, the whole bicep thing was in New Orleans. Remember, Fant finished that game. Well, yeah. It was when New, rather New Orleans game here yeah. is when the biceps was hurt. Then he played in Arizona, and then obviously against the Rams, and then 10 days off. I thought that would really help him, but I'm I'm surprised at that, to tell you the truth. He's a pretty durable guy. And so maybe they're looking at it like, well, we got Baltimore. We got a lot of big games coming up. Let's get them right. Kind of what the yeah. Saints are doing with Drew Brees. But it's hard to replace Dwayne Brown. I mean, the Saints are doing fine with Teddy Bridgewater. But, I mean, you're going to have George Fant playing left tackle. Like, hey, he's like our third tight end. What yeah. are you doing? Because so, he's he, lost some weight, too, yeah. hasn't he? So yeah. now it's like, hey, now it's – I know you were doing the whole tight end thing, but get back to tackle where you used to do it. So. But what's confusing and what makes it hard is that Fluker's out. And Jamarco Jones played fantastic. Yeah. In the guard role, which he never played in his life. No, tackle. He's a tackle out of Ohio State. He's familiar with that position. He could probably do really well at left tackle, but George can really only play left tackle yeah. or right tackle. So I guess you got to stick with that. And Jamarco played a terrific game against the Rams and Aaron Donald. So let him go where he's doing well, I guess. But that, you know, they're going to, we were looking at the, um, where did it go? I think I just lost yeah, it. Yeah, we had the, the practice oh, here they are. list there, and it's some unfamiliar names, I guess, to yeah. say the least. So, of the guys on the practice squad, which I had to go to the uh, Google to find, there's Kyle Fuller, a center guard, 6'5", 320, out of Baylor, who they could call into action. That That's the versatility, center guard right there. There you go. Cause, cause Position po- flex. Because Posick is the backup center. Yes. So center and that center is the position he played in college at right. LSU. Yeah. And then you have Elijah Kansa. He's a tackle, six five, three fifteen. Yeah. And he was with the team one. throughout the preseason. He was. Uh, yeah. But I think you give Kyle Fuller the nod, to tell you the truth. If just with that versatility and you got Joey Hunt, and if he's a guard, then you could move DeMarco over the left tackle if Fant gets hurt and let him play guard. So I would not want to be Mike Solari. On nope. this flight to Cleveland, so. <laughs> you, you might not want to be Russell Wilson either. Yeah, on seriously. <laughs> you know, at least he can run, right? <laughs> yeah. So, wow. 
Yeah. It's, what, what do you think, though? That's going to be an interesting game because the Browns really look is. dreadful against the Niners. They did. And, it, yeah, it's kind of a weird way because, like, you know, coming in, I was like, okay, we'll start the podcast, talking mm-hmm. a little bit about with the game, and all of a sudden, boom, injury news hits late yeah. here on Friday. And, you know, they're taking on those Cleveland Browns. You mentioned it. They've been struggling. They're 2-3, and three, coming off a brutal loss mm-hmm. to the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, that they look like a very formidable opponent uh, down the stretch there. Yeah. Um, but the Browns, though, are the Jekyll and Hyde team of the NFL, mm-hmm. at least through five games. You yeah. know, you see their opener against the Tennessee Titans. They're blown up by at 30. Home. At yeah. home. At, by 30. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, they may be the New York Jets. Granted, the Jets were... Down to we the don't third string quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and my Cowboys <laughs> got the Jets this weekend. Right. <laughs> yeah, hoping for, hoping for a get that, right game. Add that to your victory total. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> hoping for a get right game after the last yep. couple of weeks. Eastern Washington could beat the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Go Eagles! Uh, but then the Browns would come back though, and then they they beat the the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. and then they lost again then to the San Francisco 49ers here just recently. Right? Yeah, so, so they're up and down. It's, yeah, it's kind of up and down this little roller coaster that the Cleveland Browns are on, and. If the roller coaster is going according to the plan, mm-hmm. Sunday could be a win for these Cleveland Browns who have been kind of getting dumped on quite a bit over the past week. Yeah, and they're going into their bye week, too, after this. And yeah. then they turn around in week seven and have to take on the Patriots. So this is so must this is a key game for them. Imagine that being two and four going to New England. Then you're looking at two and five, and your <laughs> season's done with that, you know, kind of combustible group. Yeah. So... You know they're going to be playing pretty hard. They they got the home field advantage, and you know sometimes losses expose you and make you better. Um, but you know I think it was Cliff Averill was talking about it. You know, are you going to just change everything because you were knocked on your butts so badly by the 49ers, or do you do what good veteran teams that can handle adversity do and stick to what you do, just do it better? Yeah. So. They're a young bunch, and this is where Freddie Kitchens probably has to have his biggest week as a head coach. Yeah, I always think that's the interesting part about when you get blown out. We've heard of coaches doing the bury the football or burn the tape. Like, let's not even watch it because there's nothing to gain from a blow. Game just got out of hand. Or some coaches, though, they take the lessons of, like, hey, here's why the game got out of hand. Right. Like, these key moments, and in every game, there's about four to five plays that probably dictate the course of the game. Right. And, you know, you talk about the interception in the red zone that they had, went off the receiver's hand and bounced right into the 49ers defensive back. One of those plays, if that, if, if just one or two of those flip the other way, that game on Monday might have been competitive. Right. But, you know, things can quickly snowball in the NFL. But uh, it's, it's going to be interesting because, like we mentioned, desperate teams in this league, mm-hmm. it, you don't want to play them. And especially when they're at home and – it, it's going to be a game that the Seahawks are going to be tested, and now with the offensive line woes, I know I wrote down on on one of my keys is hey, don't let Miles Garrett wreck the game. Right. And now you're going to have Miles Garrett going up against either George Fant or who who knows what they'll end up doing at that left t- tackle spot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. He's a young guy, top overall pick from a couple years ago. The Fed is roommate in college. Yeah, at Texas A&M. Yeah. Second in the league in sacks, and he's uh, as dynamic as they come. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's going to be on your quarterback, the highest paid guy on the team, and your defense to win it. Defense has has to do something. They're going to have to get some turnovers, you know, fluster Baker Mayfield, make him make some mistakes and come up big with some scores and, and, and turnovers that lead to scores. So, They'll know what, what's going on, but they'll keep their cool about him. And, you know, Russell's already visualized. He did the Google Maps, right? Yep. He's ready to yeah. go. So <laughs> We've done he knows it. what's coming his way. I, I always <laughs> think, too, with the 
you know, for lack of a better adjective, when it comes to the short quarterbacks, which yeah. we're seeing now. You can call them short. I, I, it's yeah, okay, Mike. you know, vertically challenged. <laughs> Is that right? That might be um, more disrespectful, yeah, honestly. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Quarterback's not tall. <laughs> there you go. That? How about that? Never call Aaron Rodgers short, by the way. He gets really mad. Yeah, he is really. Yeah, we'll, yeah he's very we'll go, we'll go into that. that during Packer Week. If yeah, that comes exactly. Up in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> I hope Danica Patrick's doing well. Um, but I think he wants to show. Uh, he would never say this, but he's the king of the short quarterbacks. That while he's opened the door for all these guys, mm-hmm. he was the trailblazer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Other than Fran Tarkenton, but that was a whole another yeah. you know couple of generations ago. So I think Russell raises his level of play a little bit. You know, knowing that so much so many eyes are going to be on this game, he's going to have another great game. He hasn't thrown an interception all season. He's been incredible. I mean, he really has. So yeah. he's going to put it on his shoulders. He he's going to. It's not going to be like a surprise. Like, it's not like Dwayne's going to go out in the first quarter. No, he knows going in what he's going to have to do. So he'll definitely have his yeah. head on a swivel. You mentioned the the king of the short quarterbacks. You also talked about that the week of the Cardinals game with right. Kyler Murray Kyler being Murray. one of those guys, Baker Mayfield. Those guys don't go number one overall right. if Russell Wilson doesn't have the success he's had since 2012. That's true. So, those guys have Russell to thank for, yeah. for their stature in this league now. be interesting if there's a jersey exchange between Baker and Russell, yeah. you know? Russell, I, he, I they've been, he met him on the QB to QB thing that, they, that they've been right. doing. And yeah. You know, so he, he knows him a little bit is what it sounds like. But, you know. Mm. As you know, I don't like him. Yeah. Baker. We can get into that yeah. here in a little bit. <laughs> so, I hope Russell absolutely just doubles his numbers and, you know, get, beats the so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just some housekeeping things. Obviously, it'll be a, yeah. a nice day. 66 degrees and sunny yeah. is what is uh, being forecasted for kickoff. I'm it's excited a, for you. Do live shots yes. in Cleveland, not in the rain. Yeah, yeah. I guess we didn't tell the folks that here yeah. on the on the Femi and Ferrari podcast. I will be making the trip yeah, to Cleveland. Making the trip to Cleveland. My first ever trip to the lake. <laughs> I'm not going to finish the first part of what they call it. But, right. But, uh, we watched the videos. The, what, what were they? The, Cleveland the, yeah, tourism Cleveland videos? Cleveland tourism is, now has me fired yeah. up to go. Check them out online. You're <laughs> yeah. fired up about that? Yeah. The dead fish? <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, YouTube uh, Cleveland tourism. If you have a little bit of a uh, time there, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll, you'll get a nice little chuckle. So, total side note on travel mm-hmm. that I, I, I haven't told you about. Do you have the Triple D app? I don't believe so. I've Diners, never, I've never drive-ins, heard. and dives. Oh no! So I've that's never heard of that. anybody out there. That's Guy Fieri's app. Oh, okay. Show. So you put in, you have the app, and it, you allow it to do your location, mm-hmm. and it will point out all those small restaurants in all these cities that he has gone to. You know, things that aren't Applebee's and yeah. Pancake House or whatever. They're all those different places yeah, they, that these the unique cities places. are known for. Yeah. So put the Triple D app in. It'll tell you exactly where you are. You could walk someplace for breakfast right near your hotel that you know is going to not be the you know hotel breakfast. It's yeah. going to be something completely different. So it's pretty cool. The Guy Fieri type thing. So just Triple D app, DDD. There Check it out. I'm going to have to do that. I'm yeah, ha- triple D. I'm for sure going to have to do that. That's yeah, it's, for the it's red and white, the color of the app, and yeah. it's it's really good. I actually learned about it. Yeah, it call, it's called DDD Locator. Okay. I actually learned about it from Jerry DePoto. The really? Yeah, Joe's He's a big GM. foodie. He's a big foodie. Is he? And he's got it dialed in. He's a big pizza guy, too. So he, he eats dessert pizza. pizzas as well. Oh, I, I don't I know, know how I feel about dessert pizzas. They're good. Really? Yeah. Have you been to a Met Market? No, never. They have. make they make awesome. I've seen like dessert the, pizzas. I've seen like the cookie yeah type of thing where you get like almost like a chocolate chip slice. Yeah, and they put Nutella sometimes in some of these pizzas. Yeah, okay. like dessert pizza is a whole nother. Wow. 
genre See, of the food adventure. Not a huge dessert guy because I try to cut back on this that. This podcast stuff. is over. It really is. <laughs> what is wrong with We've you? gone off the rails. <laughs> There's a Seahawks Browns game, but we're breaking down desserts. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I, I have a big sweet tooth, so I try to stay away from wow, desserts. That's yeah. such discipline because I, yeah, I have a big sweet tooth and I don't stay away. <laughs> I, see, I see you munching sometimes from time to time. I try to eat healthy at work during the week, but Saturday's my day. Saturday's ice cream night for me. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be we'll be heading to Sammamish here in a little bit. <laughs> I can tell you some stops to make out there. So, but <laughs> so triple D app, get it? I want to I want to know what next week what what you did. Yeah, I'm gonna try to come back with some stories from the uh, road. Uh, cool. It'll be uh, Paul and I taking on taking the trip. Paul, our photographer here in our sports first department one at for Como. Paul. Yeah, first one of the season. Since little George came into the world. There so go. dad's going on the road this weekend. Hi, how's that? Yeah. You good? Your wife happy with you? Everything Paul, Paul gives, a, gives yeah. a thumbs up. We'll have to Paul get George on the pod up. here yeah. uh, in the future. Exactly. Stuff. Once, he, once he gets the first words out, you know. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll sign him up. But, uh, yeah, Seahawks, they're 12-6 and six in this window, 10 a.m. window, early kickoff. I feel like right. it's not even a discussion anymore. I mean, we talked a little bit about it. Before the Pittsburgh game, oh the ten a.m. Seemed deal? like yeah, it seemed like they were okay. Uh, they got a win, so everything checked the box. But uh, yeah. it feels like they kind of have this routine down. Is what the guys have been saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, McDougal touched on it a little bit this week, and you know, it's just kind of business as usual. They left a, today, and they're a, another going championship fight, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's interesting because under Mike Holmgren, they struggled. I think we talked about this. the ten a.m. games are terrible. Yeah. Mike Holmgren, look, it, it became a thing when Pete got here. Is just like so, we'll just go and play. We just go. We'll love the plan. We'll we'll do it. We have a way we do it, and that's what we're going to do. And it just it's not even a thing. They just get to town. They do their thing. They'll practice somewhere tomorrow. They'll get dialed in with their their dinners. They get their treatments on Sunday, and they're right on schedule. So I, I also think the the leaving the today gives them a day to kind of get used to that time zone thing of yeah. doing things a little bit early. You're not just flying in. And then getting up early on Sunday and your body clock, you, 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 they get them up on Saturday. You know, they're, they're kind of back to that 10 a.m. time type of, type of difference with the three hours and it gets them rolling in the right direction. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how coaches try to plan the whole travel thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a great idea flying out on a Friday. Heck, the Chicago Bears last week flew out on Friday to London, which didn't make any sense. Right. Some teams it's, do it differently. It's yeah. crazy. And then, you know, they go and lose the game because it's like, right. you know, especially when it's eight hours. That's such yeah. a difference. I mean, in my opinion, I think the three-hour one is kind of in your head. Right. You know, it's like it's you're on the East Coast, but I mean, hey, like, it's, it's three. You're, you're flying private. Mm-hmm. How hard can it possibly be? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, a flight is a flight, but, you know, it's to me it feels mainly in the head i've never really suffered from jet lag from flying domestically but mm-hmm. when you fly internationally what the bears yeah, did to fly out to fly in the london on yeah. friday that just made no sense and they lost and they lost to the raiders so yeah you know, i know when <laughs> you know Pete and gus bradley obviously gus was here defensive coordinator uh he went and coached at jacksonville and yeah. that's like the second home for jacksonville oh yeah they, played and they kind of had their routine and so he consulted Gus on what to do, times to leave. You know, they get – he doesn't just say, oh, okay, let's just book a flight uh, or plane and <laughs> yeah. go. Like, he, there's a lot of thinking that goes into what they do. They had the, this um, this different route that took them really far north and down. It's a, like the Mercurian route Pete was talking about when they got there. It's like where it was eight hours and seven minutes as opposed to nine hours and 36 minutes. I mean, it was like <laughs> dialed in, you know, and it was – it was perfect, and they yeah. ended up, you know, playing that way over there too against the Raiders. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll get back to the uh, the keys of the game. Talked about tempo and not 
We get sidetracked pretty easily. We, we do yeah, get sidetracked. Okay. You don't want yeah. Miles Garrett to wreck the game. And one way is to do tempo. I'm, I'm a fan of always starting right. fast, picking up the pace quickly. That, in my opinion, helps alleviate the crowd noise because the crowd, if you're going tempo, they're not going to be able to stay loud for three minutes straight. Right. And score but, early. Yeah. But if you allow them to get loud and then settle down again and then get loud, you know, when you're huddling and going slow, they have their energy. But if you're just kind of going, you don't want to go peak Oregon Ducks tempo. Right. They but, play. Yeah, they call but, them, yeah. but you want to kind of get the tempo going a little bit. You get a first down, get the defense on its heels, especially when you're facing a pass rush with a Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi is another good player that they have. Olivier Vernon. It's a talented Vernon's defensive good, line yeah. that the Cleveland Browns have, and it's the Seahawks offensive line is banged up. So that's if they're going to lose the game, it's going to be because of the line of scrimmage. So make sure you kind of do whatever you can to alleviate that pass rush. Right, and don't get a false start. Yeah, so if you're trying helps. to go tempo, that's going to be the worst thing, yeah. where you're suddenly in first and 15, first and 20, guys are moving, you know, guys are jumping, especially That'll with kill that a drive. drive. That's the thing. And, they, you know, they're a, well, let's be honest, they're a frustrating team in the first quarter, yeah. the Seahawks. They have a lot of three and outs. People will be like, where's Daryl Bevel? You know, <laughs> so that that happens. But, yeah, they, the, the backups need to play disciplined football if they're going to do that. Yeah, I think Seahawks Twitter, the fans are just going crazy. Every first right. quarter – what is Schottenheimer doing? But then by like the end of the third, they're like, "Oh, Schottenheimer, great, yeah, great play, great play call by Schottenheimer." This and that. It's a, it's an NFL game, so the, the emotions, uh, it's the roller coasters right. for sure. Yeah. But the third key though is make Baker Mayfield uncomfortable. Right. You know the the book is kind of out on. Oh, he likes to escape the pocket to his right. Teams have started to kind of game plan for that saying hey we'll flush him to the right with a stunt and then have a guy that loops around to meet him right there as he's trying to escape to his right uh it's it's interesting to see how he's some of his weaknesses have kind of been exposed here in year two right and can the seahawks make him uncomfortable to begin with because if you let him get comfortable i mean he is deadly accurate so you don't want him to feel good and then it often starts to feel good get on them early and for lack of a better phrase, just kind of kick a team while they're down. Yeah. Because if they get confidence, they have the talent to where that they can beat you. That's where Ansa and Clowney come in big. Yeah. Get the pressure on. Let him make some bad throws. Let him make some bad throws to Odell Beckham out of his reach. Let Beckham come back to the hell yell and then watch the <laughs> Cleveland Browns self-combust. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's really what you need. Yeah, have him make some bad, because he will do that. So get in his face, <laughs> make him mess up, and then let them take care of their own business. Yeah. As far as, you know, I, I think star- starting fast is imperative in a game like this because, like you said, they are combustible. And yeah. you don't want to give them any sort of confidence or any sort of feel good to where they get going. I, I so. hope Clowney sacks him three times. <laughs> yeah, Clowney, he's, he's starting to come on here. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Clowney, I mean, they hit a heck of a game against the Rams. He had the pick six against the Cardinals. I feel like you're seeing him get his legs back because we all forget he didn't have a training camp. Right, right. He was holding out the whole time mm-hmm. and then finally signed the tag once they had agreed to trade him to the Seahawks. So, I mean, he had like, what, a week of practice before the yeah, Bengals game, that. and that's it. So, yeah. And, you know, how and much. He played a lot in that game. Yeah. For not so, having practice, so it's, it's it's you forget that he didn't really go through a normal routine of an off season. It mm. kind of just worked out by himself. So it'll be interesting to see how he kind of just continues to get better and better. And you know, by the time you're hoping in December, maybe into January, he's kind of hit his stride as hoping yeah. that this pass rush is kind of at its peak at that point. And it takes a team a while to get used to each other, figure yeah. out what you know the certain guys do in certain situations and maybe spot like, hey, that guy's going to get double teamed. That's going to free me up with a one-on-one and maybe I can, you know, sack the quarterback. So 
Uh, you know, but what six week is? What, what game is this? this yeah, is it's three, uh, week six. This is week six. We're in week six now. Yeah, it's hard so, to believe. Yeah, this thing, this NFL, it's go, it goes yeah. by fast. I know it's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, that is nuts. So this is week six. So they should be. You know, it's about more than a third of the season, right? Yeah, I, mean, I guess. But yeah, about a third. Yeah, about point. five five yeah. games in. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're four and one Seattle Seahawks. So I know you've been hoping to get to it. What, what is your beef with Baker Mayfield? You know, I always tell kids when when I, even when I coached or you know my son's teams, I got to a point where I stopped. And then even with him, he plays baseball. Yeah. But I say if you hit a home run, act like you've been there before. Don't be a buffoon walk <laughs> running around the bases. I mean, if you if it's game winning, it's huge, and get there your team. So that that's that merits it. But if it's the fourth inning and it's 3-1 and you hit a home run to make it 3-2, just run around the bases and get back to your dugout and high-five a teammate if you want when you get in there and get back to business. Act like you've been there before. Like he – I loved what Nick Bosa did to him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just taunted him. as He's like bringing yeah. him down to the ground. I that, that was two years and, in the making. Yeah, and so, <laughs> yeah. so don't be a – jerk i mean things are going to follow you as you go through life and what he did against ohio state that that's just dumb and and i i think he just got what he deserved i don't like him and i i just you know have some class and you know things follow you i i have a guy who was like a dad to me and and he, he had passed away about two years ago but he told me when you leave this world you leave with a cheap suit and a reputation <laughs> right yeah I think, you know, that's something that you really got to take care of. And I, I just, I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. It, It's just interesting that he does the electricity commercial because he's like such a, a charged individual and it could be, and electricity can be what? Negative or positive charge, right? And so how yeah. do you take him? So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> Maybe it's fitting. That's what, they were, that's what they were playing on there. By the way. Hello. I, yeah, we got a little action going on here. Let's go. <laughs> I don't even know where it is. Yeah, just, oh, there we go. The tab has been closed. There we go. We're, I think we're it safe. might be ESPN. Does that yeah. drive you nuts? It does. That mm-hmm. autoplay. Yeah, every time. You're trying to, like, you're looking at a box score. All you want is, like, a you know, some guy has been called up in September's first name. It's all you're looking for. You can have Xbox yeah. Live. My oh, favorite no. is when anyway. the radio play-by-play guy just belting out a homer and it just kind of right. scares me a little bit yeah but, me too so but. so yeah i i don't i i mean looking at jared Goff, you see him receiving on team guys you know i just like the way guy guys conduct themselves i'm yeah. a i'm a big believer in that you know the reputation thing so like i said i hope Kalani sacks him three times and onza sacks him <laughs> three times so my thing with baker and i hear what you're saying great athlete I, i'm gonna I, take that away from oh you. yeah no I, and i i tend to like him i see why most don't and I guess to me is because the vibe I get from him is that it is authentic. He has mm-hmm. been this way at every level is what all sure. reports say. And my biggest thing is that I love guys who are authentic. I'm like, okay, be yourself. If you're the quiet guy, be quiet. If you're the loud guy, be mm-hmm. loud. Whatever you're most comfortable with. I really like to see what guys are in terms of themselves. And I think he is the ultimate guy that, if you're teammates with him, you absolutely love him. But if you are a competitor, sure. you absolutely hate him. And there's something about those guys. I, Draymond Green for the Warriors, or like Joe Kim Noah when he was kind of at his peak in the NBA, or heck, you can Richard Sherman from when mm-hmm. he was with the Seahawks. Like those 49ers guys despise Richard Sherman, but the guys in Seattle would run through a brick wall for him. Now right. Baker hasn't proven himself like how Sherman had up until that point, but I think there's something to be said about 
the way his teammates talk about him, and most of them, I think all of them that we've heard have been all mm-hmm. glowingly. I mean, the guys at Oklahoma would run through a brick wall for him. Right. They said he's that kind of a leader. But he does get himself in trouble, though, is where it becomes too much is where the parts where I'm like, hey, Baker, you got to chill is the stuff with Rex Ryan. Like, right. the stuff with the media and, like, that. It's like, hey, like, you're not going to win that battle. Like, us media people, we're holding mics. We got, right. you know, coffee straws that it's we're holding them with. energy. But yeah. the media, we're always <laughs> we're always going to get the last word. So why are you fighting with us? Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and point. Yeah. And, like, I like excitement in sports, you know? Like, d- does it get a little showboaty sometimes? It does. I tend to air more on the side of like hey let's let's you know celebrate it live it up you know like that's that's just me you know mm-hmm. i think everyone has you know their different flavors of ice cream right. uh but it it can be a little excessive from baker and i guess if i were to ever give him advice i don't think he'd ever take it right but Talk if i were if, see him yeah, on sunday say yeah you i'll, I'll tell baker hey man yeah. just maybe settle yeah. it down yeah. a little bit you know <laughs> you guys are two and three you know you're facing an uphill battle right now you know right. schedule's a little tough you got the patriots in a couple weeks you know, maybe let's just because he's a good quarterback. I, mm-hmm. I think he'll be a good quarterback, and you know, it, it can be a little bit when you're fighting these. I call them ghosts. The media, we're ghosts. Like, why are you fighting us? Like, we're right. we're always gonna get the last word once you retire. Once you do this, we're always gonna have the last word. So it's a battle that you're never gonna win. So just leave, like, leave Rex Ryan alone. Like, right. the jabs at Rex Ryan, and, and granted, Rex Ryan did give some. I mean, I'm, he called him overrated as hell, which I'm sure just irked him. But who cares what Rex Ryan thinks? Right. At that point, and and he said that, but why even? Because va- to Go me, it's there. almost yeah. like you're validating Rex Ryan's opinion when you respond to it. Versus if you just ignore it, then it's like, okay, I don't really, I didn't hear it. I'm just focused on whichever team we play. And granted, that's kind of boring. We hate those sound bites, mm-hmm. but those do play in the long run because, like you said, when you say these things, when you act the way he does act, there's always that negative reaction with right. Nick Bosa doing the flag waving or yeah. all that stuff. That was awesome. I like that. So. Pretty much what I'm saying is that we'll make sure to be uh, closely watching the handshakes pregame. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh yeah. Right. Ah, <laughs> but what you said about if, if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not, you hate him. I was watching this thing about uh, the hundred greatest characters in NFL history, and yeah. they did a thing on Michael Irvin, and that's exactly yeah. what Troy Aikman said about Michael Irvin. Is that when UCLA played Miami, there he was like, "This guy's an idiot." <laughs> yep. And then when he ends it. up with him on his team, he's like, "This guy's <laughs> awesome." So it's completely different. Yeah, yeah. Mike Lover, he's actually my uh, all-time favorite cowboy. Is he really? He is the playmaker. Not Leon Lett. Not I did like <laughs> Leon Lett a lot. I good memory there. <laughs> the big cat. <laughs> I don't think. Jeez, uh, I, I, I I always felt bad for Ron Springs. Yeah, I thought I thought he Sean was Springs' really, dad. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was a good player, but Tony just kind of Tony Dorsett overshadowed everything. But yeah. he was number twenty, right? I believe and so. And Tony was 33. But I always remember Ron Springs would come in, and he was almost like a Mike Davis was for the Seahawks last yeah. year. He just kind of, you know, Tony needed a little breather, come in and consistently run. So. Sean Springs, that's a name I have not said in at least yeah, five years. Yeah, played at Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio yeah. State played And he played Seahawks. here in Seahawks, yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty a, wild. Yeah. Ron Springs kid. But, yeah, that, that is our Baker Mayfield, I guess. Too. Okay. But yeah. I, I, feel like I figured I'd, uh, I I should have told you this earlier, but we you know, spring a new segment onto you. you know, we've oh. had I'm some just t- we've glad had- you're not going to tell me you're the president of the Baker Mayfield <laughs> no. fan club. I do not have any Baker Mayfield T-shirts right. or anything oh, like that. Oh, we got that. a new segment. No. What's, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, a new segment. Well, you know, we've had some d- discussions here um, at our station and stuff like that and a direction we might be going towards. So I figured we'd do a Femi and Ferrari's 
football favorites. Great. Or we can call them Femi and Furious football flops, depending on how these depending picks how do. Yeah. Exactly. Favorite or flop. Favorite or flop. We'll, we'll yeah. grade it next week. The FFFF. Boom. Femi, Furious. Alliterations. Furry, I absolutely love alliterations. So. That's that's, what we're, that's F, what we're doing. What do you, when it's to the fourth power, what is it? Uh, I think to the fourth. I think you just say to the fourth. When yeah. numbers start messing so, with numbers, because they're squared, letters. cubed, and then squared, cubed, and then yeah, that's and when fourth. and that's when I stopped taking math classes. Fourth, I yeah, think. that's why we're broadcasting. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's go. Let's get some picks. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I got about five games here that I like for those who may be interested into that sort of activity. You know, college or pro? Yeah, uh, pro. We'll go pro. Do you have the Rams um, game on there? I do not have the Rams game on there. Okay. I do not. Right. Well, but if, if you have a side that you like on the Rams game, feel free. No, no, that's okay. You know, I yeah. think that one's at three right now. Rams yeah. are favored. I'm going to take three. the Rams to beat the Niners. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot because yeah. you know the Niners obviously had the big, you know, crowning moment on right. Monday night. Rams yeah. are coming off the loss They're and feeling really good about themselves. It, it's virtually so. a must-win game for the Rams. You yeah. cannot fall to three on three with two losses and already <clears> in the division. So. Okay, sorry. I, I like that. I no, but look at Mike yeah. dropping nuggets for the people. Yeah. Didn't even know the segment was coming. Right. I like it. <laughs> Guys prepared. <laughs> dropping nuggets. By the way, Chick-fil-A, the chicken nuggets at Chick-fil-A yeah. are the best part of the chicken. I have a friend in that business of meat. So not. if you go to Chick-fil-A, so you go to Chick-fil-A get the, the chicken nuggets are the primo part of the chickens with where they all come from. I mean, if we, if we had an round applause type of thing, that's going to play that right Chicken Nuggets at Shake Shack are really good, too. We just got to do food one of these days. Right? One of these days we will. We'll okay. sit, By the way, let's next, next July when the, when the calendar gets slow. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks-Browns, let's start locally here. The Browns are two-point dogs, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going with the dog pound. You are. I am. The Seahawks offensive line banged up, mm-hmm. coming off a big win. The Browns, we mentioned it, coming off uh, a big loss. I feel like this league, you, you tend to see teams respond after being embarrassed, especially on national television. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that does give me hesitation is that Seahawks obviously had 10 days off. The Browns had six days off. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big disparity right there in the rest. I'm not even sure why they scheduled that. That seems yeah, really, weird, unf- huh? seems really unfair, yeah. but, you know, hey, it's in the Seahawks' favor right. for the fans uh, here in Seattle. But I like the Browns to bounce back. I think the Seahawks win 27-17. They cover. Oh, wow, look at no that. No problem. Yep. You said no problem. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Take it to the bank out there. 27 yep, I have no doubt about that. 27-17, okay. Yep. And they sack Baker Mayfield three times. <laughs> there we go. So so Mike is on the we Seahawks. Sack him three times. Mike's on the Seahawks. I am on the Browns. Uh, give me the points plus two. And by the way, if they win, they'll be 3-0 on the road for the first time since 1980. That would be impressive. That would be impressive. Seahawks traditionally yeah. not known for being a road warrior team. So, yeah. And you do there know if, if they lose and you're there, they're going to say... I it's your them. fault. Yep. Uh, uh, it's okay. And Paul's yeah. fault. You and Paul. <laughs> it's okay. I, 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 I can I can bury the I can I can you know shoulder that burden. Okay. You know. All right. What else we Big got? Big time players. Uh, we've got the toilet bowl. Uh, it's a rematch of a Super Bowl: Redskins and Dolphins. Right now, the Washington Redskins, both of them winless. Dolphins coming off a bye. Oh. Redskins coming off firing Jay Gruden on Monday. Yeah. And the Redskins are a three and a half point favorite and. I like Washington. I do too. I like Washington. Yeah, I think Callahan can get that crew ready. He's an yeah. odd cat, but I think he can really <laughs> yeah. get that team ready. And the the Dolphins are just a gong show. So yeah, definitely. I, and yeah, that's and then that's really where I'm leaning towards. I don't even the Redskins are terrible, but it's more so a bet against the Dolphins because yeah. I think one team in that game will be trying versus the other will be trying to get the number one pick. Yeah, I feel bad for Miles Gaskin down there. Yeah, you know that's that's a brutal situation. Yeah. 
but yeah, maybe he, he'll get better. We'll yeah, see. you hope Don, he sticks. He sticks it out. Don Shula can't believe what's happening. So. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, tough times down or there in Marino. South Beach, yeah. but they always have South Beach. Brutal. Yeah, so that's true. That you can forget uh, about things real easy down there. <laughs> One of the uh, premier early games, Eagles-Vikings. Vikings mm. are three-point favorites. I like Philadelphia. I like the the Vikings. You like I the Vikings. You're going to the Vikings. Cook has been running like a madman. He is very I think, good. I felt like last week Cousins started getting his act together. I, I just think that the Vikings are going to win. And that's where I'm going against it. Because I feel like oh. I've, I've seen this... Kirk Cousins story uh, way too many times. Being a Cowboys fan, Cousins obviously came up in the NFC East with Washington, and he's always good for the when nobody's watching. Right, you know, plays really well, three fifty or whatever he put up against the Giants. But now that everyone's a lot of eyeballs on this one, yeah, and when the eyeballs show up, Kirk Cousins does not. And wow. it's more so... Says Femi. Says Femi. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> if the Vikings win, I think it'll be extremely close, but in a close game, and I think the Eagles are a better football team than they are. Right. The Eagles starting to get a little bit more healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. They had the potential... I mean, like I told you earlier, they were my Super Bowl pick yeah. uh, this summer. So I think the Eagles, you know, I give me the Eagles plus three. I think they they, they get a, a road upset over there Vikings in the Vikings win series. by a touchdown. Vikings by a touchdown. Yes. There you go. And we'll be we'll grade these, you know. We'll see sure. how next Write week. Them down. Next week yep. we'll we'll talk about them. We can put our picks out. There we go. Them. Yep. Uh, the but game... don't blame me if you lose your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should have put that disclaimer. Do yeah. not do not uh, wager yeah. anything you're not comfortable. Yeah. Do not uh, get losing. I'll ask a flight to Vegas and <laughs> yeah. say Mike and Femi told me to do this. Hey, here's five winners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look what I got. You guys need to send an Uber to pick me up because I lost everything. That would happen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for those of you uh, who are listening, please do not do anything that we wouldn't recommend doing. Please don't. And by that we mean don't bet the market. But if you go to Las Vegas, get the Triple D app. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) we got to get them as a sponsor, honestly. (laughs) Uh, Our next game, Saints-Jaguars. It's it's an intriguing game. Saints are rolling without Drew Brees, 4-1. The Jags are rolling with the mustache. They are one-point favorites in this game down in Jacksonville. It's a little bit of fun. Over the Saints? Over the Saints. And that's that's the face a lot of people have made, mm-hmm. which leads me to lean Jacksonville. Mm. Because when you think about it, the Saints, public perception, better football team. Right. From what I've been reading, a lot of people are back in the Saints. But the line is staying pat at minus one Jacksonville. Which is, which leads me to believe Vegas knows something right. about the stash. Is Ramsey playing? I think he's questionable. I doubt Still he out with play. the newborn. The, yeah, out with the newborn, or out with the back, or out with the maybe the back hurts from carrying the newborn. I'm yeah. not sure. S- side note, you know we get viewers that send us emails here and there. Yeah, a lot of positive ones for Femi, by the way. Big I, a lot of fans. I, I well, the same lady that. that's a fan of you absolutely raked me for saying. Jaguar, wrong. Oh no! She says not Jaguar. It's Jag War, like 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 World War. So she like was I not was, happy with the way it was Jaguar. Yeah, like, Jag, that's how like, the guy in the commercial says. Yeah. So it's a Jaguar. <laughs> so just with that, I'm taking the Saints to win by ten. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the ration. <laughs> <laughs> so my mic's going with the with the road dog. I love that. Yep, I love that so much. <laughs> I'll take I'll take the Jags uh, minus one there at home. I think Minshew and the stash gets them. Gets them. There's something brewing Are down you there. Write this down because I'm gonna forget. Yeah, it. no, I'll, okay. I'll get you down here. Right. I, I think you were on the Seahawks. 
We're both on the Redskins. You're on the Vikings. Right. You're on the Saints. Our last one. It's a gross one. Bengals at Ravens. Oh God! I, I couldn't. I couldn't stay away from it, Mike. I told you. I, 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 and, and granted, these are the ones that I like. Next week, and Green's next not week, playing bring, still. Bring, Green. bring next week. I want you to bring your five, and I'll have my five, and then we'll. we'll, we'll oh, I like we'll, when we'll you do five. It's yeah. good. It's kind of surprising. Yeah. As so, so Bengals at Ravens. Ravens twelve point favorites. A divisional game. Yes. Divisional games are close. So I'm I'm, I'm rolling with. And I know this pick. It stinks out loud. But I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals plus 12. Mm. The Bengals have looked incompetent. They've looked inept. Yep. They've looked just terrible. The only game they've played well this season was against the Seahawks in the opener. And that week one is weird. So you can pretty much throw that performance out. Week five of the preseason, basically. Yeah. Essentially. So with that said, it's an AFC North game. And divisional games are always close. And I think 12 points is too much to be... Laying if you're on Baltimore's side, so so give me the Bengals plus twelve. I think I can see the Ravens winning this by ten. Right. Yeah. Uh. uh yeah, I'll be with you on that one. Jump on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much Bengal train. That. We're yeah. on the Bengal train. <laughs> I guess so because the division games are tight. They are tight. So and, and a lot of people they're not going to want to bet the Bengals. And that's a weird division. It is a very weird division. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's good in that division. No. And that's why I lean the Bengals. I'm like, hey, the Ravens. Yeah, they, they beat the Dolphins. They looked impressive. They beat the Cardinals, and they only beat them by six. Right. But outside of those two games, it's been kind of, eh. Yeah. You don't really know. And for a team that hasn't looked that great in a few weeks, I don't think they deserve to be 12-point favorites. No. And wins over the Dolphins and Cardinals it, the, aren't exactly resume builders. They're like half wins. Yeah, you're not going to send mind. that off to Indeed, the <laughs> yeah. football team. We beat the yeah. Cardinals. They actually posted on their LinkedIn yeah, yeah, there you <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> we got wins over the Miami Dolphins, who are a semi-pro team at best. <laughs> they might be in the XFL draft. We don't know. That's funny. Anyways, uh, college football Saturday. Let's get to that before we got to get out of here. Okay. Uh, it's about 4.30 here at West Coast time. Uh, big week of college football. I think this is our first like strong slate in college football. Yeah. Uh, we got, we got our, our Washington teams are mm-hmm. uh, down in the desert. Both of them. WSU taking on number 18, Arizona State. That's at, at 1230. That is difficult to be yeah. in Tempe, 1230. That's on Pac-12 and Network. they were just in snow this week. They were. Right? <laughs> so they, they can go thaw down in the desert. They'll fly back up to Pullman see what happens. Yeah. And then uh, the Washington Huskies, they're at Arizona. That's at night, 8 o'clock nightcap. Yeah, they're uh, on F- FS1, but Everybody, just, what, just six and a half. I think, I, there's six. I see, I've seen six. I've seen five and a half. Yeah, but I've seen six and a half. But uh, yeah, the, the, almost a touchdown for the uh, for the Huskies, which mm. I mean that's that's a little shaky from the way they've played on the road so far this season, especially coming off that yeah. pretty brutal loss to Stanford. They gave up some big pass plays, which they is did. kind of rare for a Husky secondary. No. And Khalil Tate's back, which He's, is the bad news for yeah, them. He is and dangerous. He pretty good against Colorado, so he's going to be hard to handle for, for them. I mean, and they know what the Huskies' weaknesses are after, you know, I'm sure seeing that game last week. But, you know, if there's ever a time that the Huskies have to win, it's, it, it's, it's this it's week. Tomorrow, you yeah. know, they really need to get it together. Um, and, and and the receivers, there's so much focus on the receivers this week. One guy that I just can't believe has not made an impact and hasn't played a lot is Marquis Spiker, the kid from California. He said every – pass a receiving record in the yeah. state of California. And he's coming in. I thought he played as a freshman. No. He's a, he's a sophomore. Still not playing. Okay, what's going on? I mean, he's yeah. just sitting there on the sideline. Um, give him a – what do you got to lose? I mean, just send him on a deep route and see if Eason can <laughs> hit him. Uh, 
you know, but we're not. Uh, what was the funniest thing was to me, and we talked about this yesterday. You know, Chris Chris Peterson. Not, you know, college is different than pros and all their injuries and stuff. He goes, "Well, it's not like you guys watch practice." Well, you don't let us watch. We <laughs> yeah. would gladly come in and watch practice and see what's yeah. going on. If, but if only you had allowed. the power to change that. Yeah, coach. it's a CIA <laughs> covert operation, and so we're not allowed to be there. So, yeah, we don't know what these guys are doing in practice. So we only yeah. see game day story. I don't even think we see half the story. You see wow. maybe a quarter of it when you talk about everything that goes into a week. You see three hours. That's it. So, I, I don't know. They need to win. It's going to be, I mean, that might come down to a field goal kick in the end of the game. Just Especially because they don't play well in Arizona. No, they for never whatever do. whatever reason. Yeah. So um, for, yeah. For those who might be down in a different desert, maybe yeah. bet the Wildcats. Right. You know? Yeah. Huskies can still win by three and you, you maybe get a little nice chunk of change. Yeah. That's uh, don't don't bet on it. But yeah, <laughs> college football is yeah. I, I recommend yeah. Uh, the, the the college students. I've joked are the most uh, inconsistent uh, people on this planet. So yeah. so uh, we should yeah. just bet food. Good good, good I'll good buy luck you a pizza. I'll buy you. Good luck know. with that. But the Cougs, I don't, I don't know that that game's kind of a toss up. But I mean Arizona State, Herm Edwards is their defense is and tough. Doing all the right things. He's got them playing at a pretty cool level. I haven't watched a lot. I watched the Cal game, the Cal yeah. Arizona State game. And they're relentless. They just keep coming at you. They, they have are. bad plays, but then they come back with good ones. <clears throat> so um, they're a fun team to watch. I, 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 I think. I think. I didn't know what he would do there, yeah. Herm Edwards, but it, it seems it's like he's got it. a great staff. It's, it's turning it, it around. Seems like players enjoy playing for him. I always found him very humorous on the ESPN. Uh, yeah. stuff. I liked watching him and listening to him. So Cook's uh, got their work cut out for him, especially because it's it's going to be hot. And I think what the one thing that we forget, because you mentioned Herm Edwards, and when he initially was hired, not a lot of people were championing that hire, saying, "Oh, this is a slam dunk." Because it wasn't but, the AD like his former agent. Yeah, it was. It was very it was weird. weird. And yeah, then, yeah. and then and <laughs> Baker Mayfield just came on the TV, and I think Mike might be physically yeah. ill. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, Herm. It, he he kind of the press conference was almost kind of goofy in a sense, right? And a lot of people were expecting the worst, but we forget that he coached a lot of the, the Under Armour All American game. Yeah, he would coach it every year, so he's used to being around these seventeen, eighteen year old kids. Yeah. And he's and funny. He's funny. He's charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if that if Herm Edwards walks into your living room, you're gonna commit on the spot. Right. <laughs> it's like he has that kind of energy, that, that presence, yeah. and and he's turned this thing around at Arizona State rather quickly. The only game I saw of them was when they played Michigan State and East Lansing. They got a win. It was ugly. That was crazy. But they got because a, the guy missed the kick. They got missed the kick yeah, on and the penalty. Right. They got that yeah. win, and it's just he. This program is maybe if, if another program in that Pac-12 South can kind of start challenging. Yeah. The conference can maybe get up, or maybe it'll just cannibalize itself. How it's been doing over the last and what the three Pac-12 years does. Yeah, is what it does. Yeah, cannibalizes. But yeah. Those will be two interesting games here locally for you. Uh, other national games that are obviously catching the eye between ranked opponents. Red River rivalry, mm-hmm. OU Texas is going on. Love that's bright line in the stands. That's pretty cool. That, it's Make sure that, that shot. That that is a bucket list yeah, game for me. I, I, I want to eventually. I don't know if, whether it be working or just there is just a neutral. Yeah. I really want to go watch that game one day. As long as they keep it. When do the they play? Ball. It used to be at the old the, Cotton Bowl. They, they've still played there. They still played there. I'm worried that 
worried that my, that my guy Jerry he might try to get that thing right, into AT and T stadium. It's not there by now. Yeah. Um, uh, I I think that's his last bucket listing for that stadium. Right. Yeah, he's gotten everything. Else. Best best believe he is working on that thing. Even hard. Kenny Chesney plays at the yeah. Dallas Big Twelve Cowboys title game thing. is there yeah. now, and you know they they always get the big college football game, so we'll see where that goes. But uh, Alabama at Texas A and M that's always a pretty good one in the SEC. Mm-hmm. USC Notre Dame. Uh, just a classic rivalry. Always, yeah. Notre Dame number nine in the country. Penn State at Iowa. Yes, your Hawkeyes. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Your Hawkeyes, Mike. They're on right before we come on. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not really stoked about what happened last week in Michigan. I think yeah. they're they're a school that, for a lot of years, had awesome tight ends. And Noah Fant was the most recent. Yep. And you know he was always that bailout guy on second and five, third and seven. When they needed to keep a drive going, he just magically made these catches. And they've always had good tight ends. And they, they didn't have that. They needed that so bad against Michigan. They would have – I mean, that game was played between the 20s for both oh, yeah. both teams. And it was ugly. I mean, a friend of mine who, who played football at Harvard was a tight end. He looked at me this morning and he said – we were at a gym. And, and he goes – that Michigan Iowa game put football back fifty years. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So it's, you know, someone with that perspective, you know, yeah. that played collegiately and stuff well, at Harvard, no less. <laughs> we're hoping for a better contest. Yeah, uh, they're under Me under, too. under the we'll lights. See Penn State stuff. Last time they did that, they almost beat them. They yeah. had McSorley. McSorley led the game Barkley winning drive. Yeah, and that was in Iowa City in a primetime game as well. Yeah. It was in September of 2017 wow. that that game was played. No McSorley, no Barkley. <laughs> that game was good, man. It was McSorley. a good game. I, I remember watching yeah. that yeah, in our uh, sports office. Yeah, he's a, he's a he good He threaded the needle on that player. touchdown pass. Yeah. That was threading the needle. McSorley was good. Because that was the year that that team ended up being the team the Huskies played yeah. um, down in the desert. They're beating them pretty good for in a while the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, and Barkley was just a man among boys in that yeah. game. Yeah. Seems to be pretty good at football. Yeah, he's okay. I think he'll stay around a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't dislike him like I dislike Baker yeah. Mayfield. And then the uh, last game down at Tiger Stadium. Oh, gosh. Baton Rouge. It's Florida at LSU. That's yeah. a top 10 matchup, number seven Florida, number five LSU. So right. Did you hear the, the Gator thing? No, I did not. So the big deal is down there, LSU fans celebrate when Florida comes to town, they all eat alligator. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they eat alligator nuggets, alligator sausage. They fry alligator, whatever you want to call it. I now want to go and, to Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah, well, now there's a shortage of alligator. And so it's like at a premium. Have you? Did you ever see that show on Discovery, and the, the alligator hunters? I don't think I did, no. You know, they shoot them in the head. They come up, they have these big Jeez. rifles, and they get them trapped. And then the, and the gators know what's coming. So they get them, they bring them up, and as soon as they're able like, to reel them in, they do it by hand, these ropes, and they get them around. And so really the only way to get an alligator, shoot it in the head. Wow. Right there, right next to the boat. It's fascinating. That's, that's something. <laughs> and there was a show, they had these guys that spoke Cajun. And they used to have to. They had, they it's like had, Ed Orgeron. They had or? to put the, it worse. <laughs> they had to put the, the subtitle stuff underneath. You had to read it. You know, because get old gator and get it. Seriously. Like, they've done this for years. I was always like, wow, how do they understand each other? It was like Bobby Boucher. 
<laughs> from the water boy. It the was water boy, crazy. great movie. Oh yeah, do the Oblong guy. It's Mike Waddy H two O. And on that note, uh, everybody stay hydrated this weekend. Triple uh, D app. Yeah, You're triple triple D app. Uh, I'll I'll try to come back with some stories from the road. I'll make sure that I need to pack my Bose headphones. That's the one thing I cannot live without on the road. Yes. Um, so Ryan I'll make Davies. sure avoid it. Yes, exactly. Worst case scenario, trip, man. listening to the podcast, or I'm, I'm listening to nothing and I can't hear anything else. So <laughs> <laughs> always uh, make sure to sub- sub- subscribe, rate, and review Femi and Ferrari, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, all these other platforms I've never heard of, but we're on right. there. Yeah. So if you use those platforms, just make sure to search Femi and Ferrari. It is the and symbol, not the word A-N-D and. So, uh, Mike, it was another fun one. Hey, same here, man. Have a good trip. Yeah, See you next fun. week. I'll come back with Cleveland with hopefully some souvenirs and maybe a victory. Nice. Bring it.